You are listening to The Alex Spicer Show, where we like to focus on God, family, freedom, and religion, and discuss the true principles that ensure our happiness and our success in light of current and historical events. Welcome to The Alex Spicer Show. This is yours truly, the host, Alex. And <laughs> this is my guest, Rabba. I think raising chickens is getting to me. <laughs> well, here's the thing. They're not even old enough. They go, but I keep expecting it, but they're still so young, so they go, like, like the teenage stage. But, uh, their voices but, are cracking. Yeah, they're kind of, well, they sound different. Right? They don't, it's something annoying. <laughs> getting hair in their wings. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, they're getting those thicker feathers and the teeny feathers are falling off. <laughs> and they're like, bark, bark. <laughs> Gosh, careful. Bark, bark, bark. Food. I want food. <laughs> I got there though. They, they're really cute, and uh, and they want. They they actually want me to hold them. And I'll like hold them, and they'll just oh, be like. Yeah. So uh, one of them, the one who acts more aggressive, I was holding her, and did I, just, did I tell you about this? I, I was holding her, and she was going. Really? Well, kind of like a like a pigeon. Uh-huh. And I was like, you sweetie thing. And she was almost like, thank you for holding me. But she's. I, all the other chickens will kind of run away from your hand or let you pet them, but they're a little cautious of your hand. If you start reaching towards her, she instantly pecks your hand once or twice. The friendly one? No, the aggressive one I was just telling you about. Wait, so she likes being held? She likes being held, but like but she, but her here. instant reaction is to attack whatever she's <laughs> unsure of. Everyone else is like, you know, but she goes, oh, okay. Fine, I'll let you pet me. That's just kind of funny. Sounds like some girls I know. <laughs> All my exes. Just kidding. Let's not go yeah. there. <laughs> oh, Rob. Uh, so let's talk about um, yeah, that, your experience in the dating today. for this today's topic, actually. Yeah, that, I'm making a pivot. This is uh-huh. this is the right move for the audience. <laughs> right. Rob's dating life. <laughs> now, Rob, you've gone from like people who uh, no. chase you down to people living in your shed you've dated all sorts of people <laughs> that is not kind yeah. of dating <laughs> you weren't dating that person well, Barf, you were no. living it was a living you were living together <laughs> uh, <laughs> he'd sleep on your floor <laughs> i don't know you want inhabit your living room yuck alex oh. is referring to a homeless man who i had pity on who lived in my shed for just over a month and uh, never again. And is uh, <laughs> yuck. Well, okay. Let me. I let me just give you an update on on uh, th- this rolls into what I wanted to talk about today. So I I work with clients, and I try to be very picky about who I work who who uh, who I work with because I want to work with quality people, good people. There's this company I work with, fantastic people like. The, the the main team great people you know I, I love working the, working with them they're hard working they're honest um, but they also have allowed themselves to kind of be bullied by people who they will hire to do certain important roles and those people will just take advantage of them and wreck their business and and either will try to run the show but uh, 
but do a bad job of it, or they will hmm. just say, yeah, pay me this, it's my premium, I'm going to do a good job for you, and then they don't do anything. Hmm. And so I was like, I step into this, and I go, I'm like, I'm like mad for them, because I've been, I've been manipulated like that before, used by people, mm-hmm. and I've also seen it happen to certain family members, you know who I'm talking about, where, where like you partner with someone, and they, oh, yeah. they basically are taker instead of a giver and so they're like they'll take a lot of value but not provide enough value to replace and you know it takes that takes different forms whether it's embezzling money or uh, leaving the company incorrectly or manipulating uh, people within the company to get more power to do things your own way when it's not for the good of the company yeah anyways like a lot of dishonesty in fact there's even an individual who has been paid a lot of money uh Per month, and they were they're supposed to like help the company get into retail stores, uh-huh. and has done like nothing for oh, months. How how do you know all this? Uh, well, because uh, because of my role with their company, oh. I'm hired as a partner for okay. marketing pieces, okay, and and uh, uh, you know, uh, helping them grow their sales, and and a really big area of that is getting into retail. And, and there's some wholesale stuff. And all he's done is is minimal wholesale where it really took no effort. And for months, he's just been raking in all this income and not even getting close to covering his base. Hmm. It's like they are tens of thousands in the hole uh, from paying him compared to the money he's brought in, which is like a couple grand. So I have and, to do and so, something. Well, and that's the thing where, we, where we've been working together on trying to resolve this um, and I guess the reason I bring this up is because I I've been through experiences where people do stuff like this, and it really irks me because I've been the one uh, I've been the victim of of these sort of uh, selfish uh, things. And so for me, I'm like, oh, like Let's like, like this <laughs> this is dishonest. Like I don't I can't tolerate dishonesty because if I don't trust you, no, sorry, sorry. If you don't do what you are what you say you're gonna do, what you're contracted to do, yeah then you're not a moral person to me. At least your moral standards are not uh, matching mine and I need to work with someone else because I need real honesty and real um, you know, hard work. And it's very dishonest to, to get paid well for a job that you don't, do, um, you don't really work hard for, right? You're not really trying to provide the value back. In fact, actually, what's interesting, this just comes to mind now, I remember growing up, you know, we have we have these church materials about um, you know, principles of the gospel. One of them is you know, not lying and being honest. Honesty is a very important thing. And it even brings up as an example in there that uh, a form of dishonesty is not is getting paid for a full day's work and not putting in a full day's work. Right? Mm, yeah. But that's, and, that's the problem with hourly wage. I mean, even when I... When I I did a, and I worked at the nursing home a while ago. I got my job down so well um, that I could I could take a four hour break during my shift, um, and still make money. Like that's how good I got it. Yeah, so efficient. At, efficient. At what you're doing. But it was also like I only did that because I could reward myself. Obviously, if it, if um, I, if I didn't care about my it. time. <laughs> No, I just I don't know a solution around that, but but uh, 
I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. But here's the thing. You were, but, uh, and that, that is kind of a gray area, I would say, because of the sense that you were getting the job you were hired, you were getting the job done that you were hired to do. Yeah. They just, some, sometimes jobs, the amount of hours uh, employers require of individuals don't mm-hmm. match the amount of work that's there. I think it's always better to try to find, okay, like you let them know like, hey, I'm, because that's how you can grow in ranks, right? Like a very typical way for you to yeah. get higher income and, and and move up the ladder is by being like, hey, I've got this down, Pat. I could do more. What can you give me? Right, yeah. Right? No. Now, there's play organizations where you, you could try that and and there's nowhere for you to grow, yeah. right? Like there is no ladder to climb. It's like, no, you're going to stay a dishwasher and food server, right? And there is nothing that you could grow to. I think I think that's more rare though because if you if you search for opportunities, people just might give you it, right? They just might be like, "Well, I could move you to a different field. You've got this work ethic. Would you want to work in the office?" Right? Things like that happen yeah. too. Well, that that's funny you say that because so yeah, I was a dietary aide at at a nursing home, and the hours it would be like probably about a thirteen hour shift, sometimes fourteen, sometimes twelve, just depending on the day. Because you have to have breakfast ready, lunch, dinner, clean up everything in between. Um, so it wouldn't, it couldn't make sense to like um, have you leave in the middle of the day and come back, be like, right. come back now, yeah. Between every meal, you know, oh, yeah. Just, that, yeah. So people won't come back because, like, yeah. But like, I, I had my job. I, you know, I did that for four years, and I peaked. Like, I had it down so well that um, I didn't even have to think. It was just like. Bam, 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 everything's done. And it was it was to the point where I was like, what happens now? Like, I don't want to become a cook. Um, and then there was a CNA who had just started and a month in. And she was a great CNA, very friendly, cared about people. She was very efficient. And uh, a month later, she got promoted to be a manager over all the CNAs. And she didn't even have to be a CNA changing briefs anymore you know, any of that stuff. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I've been here for like two years and, and she already passed me up. And, and, uh, had I just shown more initiative, like I wanted to be there and cared. And if I believed that there was a, I don't know, a next level to, to evolve, to progress to, then I, you know, I could have, you know, where would I be now? But I didn't, and I wasn't happy to be there because there was no more progression, but that's another another story. But it's kind of similar well, to what you said. But and sometimes it's hard to see progression. Um, it's amazing how faith and hope come together, right? Um, if you if you don't if you don't have faith, you have no vision. So if you if you don't believe that there's anywhere to go at a job that you're at, then there's nowhere to go. But if you believe, if you start to have a vision of like, hey, I could probably get myself somewhere more here, right? And in, uh, anytime you do that and you discover the organization that you're at doesn't have what you envisioned, you if you keep that vision in your mind, though, you're going to jump somewhere else that will get, that will offer that for you, right? Um, and I've been – and that's the crazy thing. Like, like employers, they will uh, – most employers want to reward people who, who take initiative and, and are like, you know, I can do more and I can do better at this. And they go, well, like this person has the skills. They have the gumption, right? Like they, this is an individual who is hungry. I can entrust them with good responsibilities because they're good at what they do, and you know, like like they they have initiative. And then a lot of uh, employers will like 
move them to leader, you know, to leadership positions, pay them better. Mm-hmm. But I've also been on the other side where they don't really pay you better. They give you more responsibilities, a different position, not necessarily pay you better, or at least not not comparably so. And and then you and they say, oh yeah, in a little more time, I'll even I'll I'll pay some more. And then they just kind of keep you there, and they just use you, and they work you to the oh, bone, yeah. and they're just like, yeah, and they and they they sweet talk you with like, oh, there's you know the possibilities are limitless. Oh yeah, the the potential for growth here. Like anytime someone says that, run away. So this is getting a little bit uh, opposite direction. <laughs> Our mom had a similar experience where she worked at a job for a year, worked her butt off, didn't even take a sick day or something like that. And she, because she was going to get that raise and then they sat her down and said they, that they couldn't even give her a raise or something, but they bought her lunch. And, I, and then I think she shortly after quit and got, well, got a, a better job, moved to Vegas, met her dad, Moved to Vegas, became an awesome gambler. She like no one could beat her at blackjack. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> when she was at the table, they always said house never wins with her. <laughs> That's right. They, they broke her shins once because they thought she was oh counting gosh. cards. Yeah. Her shins, not her hands. They don't want her. They keep playing, but we're just gonna bust her shins. <laughs> she wheels in like Professor Xavier. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Met her dad. Oh no, she's back. Had some kids. Okay, Rob, this is going Divorced. like this. <laughs> she moved up in life. Rob's going to give you her whole life story. Yeah. Um, Point being, no, but okay, should so, have like, given her a race. <laughs> I've been through that too, though, where there was like a major thing. We had a major client that we had to, that, that we needed to get some things done for them in, in, a, in a very quick fashion. It was last second. So I took on the whole project. I did it myself, and I worked I literally started 6 a.m. and worked until 7 p.m. I did that for two days in a row. And uh, and was still trying to get things done at home. Mm-hmm. And they said, like, oh, like, oh, like, this is a really big client. You get this done. Like, definitely this is going to move you in a good direction, you know, income-wise. You know what they did for me? They said, oh, good job, buddy. And it was, like, really awkward for a long time. They said, and there was a food truck out front. They said, here, uh, here's our card. Go get yourself some lunch. Oh, and I was like, never again. Uh, I told myself, never again. I'm not doing that. But that's not that's not true though, because I actually have repeated that mistake in different ways. What, when, multiple how times. long ago was that company? Uh, that, that was like 2018. Okay. But like, I, but I've repeated that mistake before, um, where you just you you give all, um, and there's no reward. Yeah. You're just like. Right. Yeah. No. All right. What are you getting at? Anyways, what I'm what I was trying to get at is, you know, honesty. Right. You you have to have honest people for things to work effectively. Yeah. Honesty breeds trust. Uh, what's interesting though is if you are not an honest person yourself, right? If you know you're dishonest, then you're more likely to distrust other people. Because hmm. because you're gonna be like, oh, I don't think they're doing what what they should be doing. Well, why why? Wait, so people who are paranoid or. Are liars no, no, typically? No. They, but there, there, there are. You'd be surprised. You'd be amazed at how many people who become like micromanagers and control freaks in this way, mm-hmm. who don't trust you to get your job, your jobs done in different places. There's quite a bit of them are that way because that's <laughs> what they are. They do like, like, like there are people who like don't actually work as they should. What? What um, if a micromanager? <laughs> I'm just picturing like a guy who turns into the size of like a penny. <laughs> 
<laughs> sprinting Hola, across I desks. I am your micro manager. <laughs> Jumping on the keyboard. Pulling on ear. <laughs> work, 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 work. Should oh you be doing that? Otherwise, uh, French. That is right. But the part will pull you apart. <laughs> Don't go to party. Oh, you sit down. Work. Gosh. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, well, I didn't want that, so... No, no, keep it. Let's delete that. No. <laughs> um, Look, they need this. <laughs> well, here, here's, here's just a very important thing. Honesty is vital for, for um, trust in marriages, uh, trust in, in business, um, for trust in any sort of relationship, professional or not professional. Honesty also... Allows us though to, it, hel- it, it helps us, right? We're not gonna, ever going to be perfect at seeing reality as we should, but it helps us to see reality as we should. Because the more honest we are with ourselves, not in a I'm a sore loser, beat myself up sort of way where you make yourself a victim, you go, yeah, I'm honest with myself. I suck at this. No, I suck at life. Ah! Right? <laughs> that's that's not honesty. That's self pity. That, that that that's that's a way you create self pity by beating yourself up. Self flagellation is is a is a cry for help. Um, honesty is not a cry for help. Self flagellation is a cry for help. So wait, what? Like Just, uh, if you're dishing on yourself or what? Yeah, you dishing on yourself is a cry for help. Is it is it is it like, is it is an attention is way like to I'm seek a victim attention. or something? Yeah, yeah. Is a self flagellation is what? Is, is a cry for help. Is a cry for help, a, a seeking for attention, right? Um, I, I just volunteered at a junior high yeah, uh, yesterday. I had a friend who had a friend who's a teacher at a junior high. and she had a friend who's another. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whose friend's cousin yeah. of that friend was a teacher at a not junior high, yeah. but. <laughs> I drank some stuff. I woke up at a junior in, high. In the back of a minivan. Yeah. And walked out the door. My ankles were handcuffed. High. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, friend of a friend. This, her friend is a junior high teacher. She's doing a project for projects to better, betterment of the world, to help the world. So these ninth graders had to come up with projects. And she a needed. A lot of pressure. She needed jud- uh, judges. And she wanted people with different career backgrounds. and uh, So she said, <laughs> we had a homeless category. Rob, could you fill this in? Stop. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, oh, man. So we needed someone with an epic job. And they fell through. So I asked you. <laughs> no. Um, but anyways. I'm a musician. Yeah. Well, that's why our, our mutual friend, she reached out to me saying, hey, I thought you might be interested. My friend needs some help to judge some projects. Um, and so I, I volunteered. I thought it was an Orem. It was all the way in Saratoga Springs. So I'm like, ah, crap. <laughs> what did I sign myself up for? But I was I was happy to, to volunteer. Point is, um, listening to these presentations, I would say 50% of them were, up, were talking about how they were victims and talking about mental health and like, how like the it, presenter is saying how they are a victim. These ninth graders, yeah, yeah, they'd be like, like one girl, and I felt bad for them, but but it was I also just rubbed me the wrong way that like one girl's like, I I've been a victim of racism, and people told me that they don't like the my skin, the color of my skin, and you know, uh, another one might oh what a, I mean said like, I, I was bullied for this, I am a victim of this, and they all called themselves victims, and they were really sad. Wait. And it was sad. What was their project? Um, ways to better the world. So they'll 
tell the problems they had and did, did, this is their project. Okay. A lot of them were just like, we created a website. A lot of them did, did really um, weren't certain what they were exactly going to do, but but uh, I have it, it two was. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, it, I it can't was, dance. It just made me think of, um, yeah, that I think it's kind of the trend nowadays to mention that you're a victim and to talk about your mental health because your mental health tells you all the things that are wrong with you. Uh, I it, and that's how it is back then. Because well, here's the thing, right? We they too. reward you. It's like it's like teaching a dog tricks that. You know, you're just teaching dog tricks, right? And so people are rewarded for for falling in line with this sort of crap, and that's what happens all the time, right? Is it, it? But it's it's sickening to hear that this is people this young are doing that. Mm-hmm. But it's it's all through even up to college, right? They'll be like, I, uh, I have been a victim of cisgender white males, and uh, and I am fighting the patriarchy that has held me back, and I'm doing so. By uh, by tie dyeing my t shirt and putting a fist on it, right? I don't know, like like, but mental health, like like people are choosing to act mentally ill or literally inducing themselves into a state of mental illness just for attention, right? Well, then what's at the heart of that? Why do they want attention? Because there's a reward for doing so, right? It's like, well, so we're we're attention seekers in some way, shape, or form. We want attention, right? Right. Yeah. We want some sort of empathy and love. If you convince people though that there's there's a great reward for you coming out as a victim because it it gives you power over other people. It's like you can't say that. That's violence to me, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't do this anymore. Like, like, like there is a power grab to it, and there's attention to it that people are in, but it's unhealthy, right? It creates um, a um, uh, external. Uh, You're thinking of a black hole. No, I'll I'll skip what I was gonna say. Okay. Anyways, but being I zoned out a little. But we're, we're like we're di- we digress though. But like it, it is very sad. This is this that's what people go to. Um, but we're not if we're not honest with ourselves, right? Then we can't see reality at least enough in such a way that we can better ourselves. So if we will see reality as it is, for example, okay, I messed up. Rather than justifying ourselves, we can say I messed up. And then we also say, well, how do I not mess up again, right? Mm. We don't say, I don't. How do I not get caught? There's a huge accountability element to honesty, mm-hmm. and I, I, I'm hardcore into accountability and, and honesty, right? It's like, it's like you got to be truthful about yourself and about things going on. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then you better take, take, you know, just be like, okay, what was it within my control? What can I change? What can I do? It's really empowering because it never makes you a victim of circumstances. Instead, it makes you live your life as though you go, okay, I live within circumstances. Everything is a circumstance because an environment is is a uh, is a conglomeration of circumstances of circumstances, right? All these little circles interlocking as mm-hmm. an environment. Like mm-hmm. everything is some sort of a some form of of a circumstance. But once you go, well, I can choose exactly how I think and how I choose to act in these circumstances. So no matter what happens, instead of instead of being the victim, even though you can be victimized with other people in situations, you can say, oh, what what would I change? Mm-hmm. What did I go wrong? What could I have done better? Right? Sure. And and that empowers you to to 
change your circumstances because you're not going to repeat patterns where you end up with similar people or similar um, perpetrators or bad ba- uh, bad jobs or whatever that, that send you on the same spiral, you go, oh, heck no. I'm the most common denominator of all my problems. And if I find myself being surrounded by people who take advantage of me, what am I doing? Like, how am I, how am I attracting myself to people who are manipulators? What do I need to change? Take how do I live differently? Of them. Get That's revenge. right. That's right. Instead of being oppressed by the Nazi, become the Nazi, yeah. oppress the original Nazi. Instead of being manipulated, <laughs> manipulate them back. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, you said that, and I think of that awful video. Like, I don't know why you said oh, that. What? It sounded. It sounded like what you said sounded like almost like a really gross. Like, manipulate them back. <laughs> no, but it sounded almost like sexual. That's why I was like. Maybe it made me think of like I'm gonna grape you. Oh gosh! You know, that, that's, that I always thought that was terrifying. It was a terrible yeah, ad yeah. in that TV show. Yeah. That was like when we were in grade school. But yeah, yeah, I, I noticed that trend in when I was in high school. It was OCD was the big thing. Like oh, I I just have to wash my hands all the time. And I'm like, uh huh, you do really? Um, it's like you guys don't know what OCD is. You know, I I. I know my uncle has it because he had it before it was cool and it drives him nuts. And yeah. it, it's, it's not just, a happy place it's, to be. It's, it's not happy no. in your life. And it's like, you're saying OCD because you choose to wash your hands like six times a day. Okay. But if you didn't even know what OCD was, you wouldn't even think about it. And it's the same thing. I think, I don't know if it's a generational thing um, or cry for attention, but, but uh, I don't want to dish on, ninth graders that like some of the presentations were amazing they were great it was just something i noticed and it made me kind of sad and made me wonder about you know is our is our movies um our influencers are is music and songs are they influencing people to say i am depressed and this is what i'm dealing with it's cool that they can talk so openly about it but because they they are it is it is it is it is the new cool culture to be a victim is the new cool culture it's like this is how you are cool. Yeah, I'm a woman. You don't like you just say that, you know. And it's like you don't even have to have an actual history of ever being oppressed as a woman in any way, shape, or form. And everyone, and I literally mean everyone, has encountered, you know, just bad people. But does that mean that like there was a system of oppression upon you? No. But you can claim identities to be like, yeah, I've been a part of this, and people identify so strongly. Here's the thing. If you are not honest with yourself, therefore you cannot be accountable uh, uh, and take responsibility for your life and be accountable for what happens, then it is easier to live a life of delusion and it is also easier to believe your delusions. I know people who who have gone down this path of like being victim because it's the new cool, right? It, it, you get attention for it, you know, you get it's a special class status basically. Mm-hmm. And then, and they have changed in their own minds how their own lives went. And I'll go, that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. I grew up with you. We were best friends. No, that's not what happened. Why don't you say like, who it like, is? I want to know. It's like you. Oh, I want to know. But 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 now that it's cool to because you're a person of color, and uh, and it's cool to be like, yeah, I was mistreated this way. It's like, but you weren't. But you believe you were, and you and you can fabricate in your mind, and you can believe your own lies, right? It's um, what are those people? What's that? What, what is that condition called when 
you're a habitual liar. Like, you literally just can't help it. Chronic liar? <laughs> no. Narcissist? No. Butthole? <laughs> um, you can't stop lying? Yeah, there's a word for it. Anyways, um... But you you you, <laughs> you literally start to believe your own lies though you you believe it right I mean there was a kid on the block who had this really really bad he would lie about everything but you you you'd be like no Dan, you didn't Dan, Dan Bongino yeah Dan Bongino <laughs> kid that kid <laughs> but the thing is you can't you can't like correct them in their lie because they literally believe the lie they told themselves like like uh, it is literally a part of their reality you go I literally just caught you and like they will fight you tooth and nail because in their mind. That's not their reality, hmm. right? Like, like there, there's a break between what they're doing and what they're perceiving, and honesty allows us to cut. You know, allows us to connect those two spheres. That way, there's not a disconnect there. Uh huh. And that, that's really important, especially in our day and age. We are suffering in many ways. We're suffering from a lot, a lack of multiple principles, gospel principles that our nation as a whole needs in order to get back on the straight and narrow in order to have a more constitutional free society. And one of those, uh, one of the things that we suffer from is a lack of honesty. This lack of honesty, hmm. uh, this dishonesty does allow us to lie. I, I, I like, um, like lie about things and then believe our own lie despite our actions completely proving otherwise, right? You're talking to General, do you have an example? You'll ask me a bit. Okay, so, um, here and uh, call it honesty. Lack of honesty, call it honesty. Honesty or L O H low. Honesty is cooler. <laughs> so, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's here. Here's here's a a pretty good example, and this kind of falls in line with people you know who have the safe rights problem, uh, particularly Democrats and stuff. Where they will say, I love and care about people of this group. I care about them so much. Mm. And then they do things that are manipulative and hurtful to those people. Oh. And then they say, I have helped those people. I'm an advocate for them. Right? Like it's, like, I, it's like they, like they, they are in the abuser status. And they, are, they, they have no honest view of reality. They cannot see what they're doing because they're so caught up in their own lie, which is... I am helping them. I'm doing good, right? Like abortion and black people. Abortion, black people, uh, handouts you give to people. It's it's like, yeah, like I, I love you because of this, and what I do, I'm doing for you. It's good for you, yeah. but it's really actually good for them. And 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 the outcomes. That's the thing. If you are not honest, you have no accountability for things, and it's really easy to not be accountable when it's when things uh, when programs like this come from government, because there's no real follow through. Like once you can start getting money from taxpayers for a program, you will always get money from taxpayers from that for that program, and no one's gonna ever see measure how efe- efficient or effective it is. Um, and the, but these individuals, right? They say, "Well, I'm doing this." They believe their own lie, and they believe they are doing good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the outcome is they are hurting people more, right? This war on poverty. We're gonna help these people. War on poverty has destroyed families because you incentivized people to have a broken family relationship. In broken families equals, you know, uh, cultures that spiral into uh, depravity and communities that cannot function and that become dregs of society. They, they are a drain on the rest of society and they, they tear down everyone else, right? Because we're all connected. 
But that's a big way, right? In politics, we, we do it on both sides, but that's the biggest, that is one of the most common ways is I'm helping this minority group or this group and they believe their lies so much that they are such good people. They are saviors of these people that they they literally, it doesn't even matter that the people that their their constituency or, or sorry, the, the group that they are helping gets nowhere and continues to remain impoverished. And they will go, so think of the politician, they go back to them every year, and those people are in the same state, or worse. Yeah. It's like, I've been fighting for you all these years, and you think you've been successful, and I have done these great things. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I mean, if I was if I was standing there, and I'm part of the people that I got, got manipulated, I'd be like, why am I still here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, a lot of people don't really want to pay attention to what's going on in politics because they'd rather just live their lives. Or in the, they don't even want to pay attention to their own life. Yeah, they just want to do whatever's comfortable. Yeah. I, I do it. We, we all do it. And honesty means, you know, like, being true. Right? Like, like a big part of honesty, moving to another facet of honesty, is being true with, um, with, your, with your words and your actions. Are they in alignment with your intentions? Uh-huh. And and uh, you know, like, do you keep your word? That's a really big one. Do you keep your word? Do you say what you're going to do? Do you sorry? Do you do what you say you're going to do? But now, we struggle as a society as a whole to 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 do that. I think small businesses are one of the best. At, 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 they they have to live in, in such a way because. It, in order for them to grow, you know, they, they rely so heavily upon their small base of customers. Mm-hmm. They have to do what they say they're going to do, or they'll be wrecked in reviews. Right? They they can't go anywhere. Their their businesses yeah. suffer. Accountability. Yeah, it's good. It, it's great. It's it's really great. And the more the more honest we can be with ourselves and in our lives, the more we we will demand it from others. I yeah I. Mm. The biggest lie I ever lived, and I, and I bought my own lie, was that I couldn't earn more money and, and take care of my family better. Like I'm doing, like I'm working really hard. I'm doing the best I can, uh-huh. and I couldn't. There's nothing more I could do. But it, and if I try to work more, I would be taking away from my family by not being there and helping raise my kids. And like, like, like you know, I, I buy into this lie that. There's nothing more I can do. If I try harder or try something different, I'm somehow not going to be present and therefore hurt my family. So therefore, I'm justified in not being a good provider as a husband. That was a lie I bought, bought for myself for a long time. It made me miserable, but I never, I didn't, I wouldn't change, I didn't change it for years. What did you change it to? What do you mean? Like, like what, what lie did I change to? Now my no. new lie is I'm a fantastic father, no matter what those punks kids say. <laughs> um, I no. don't know. Like, how did you change it? Because that's not you. I hit rock it. bottom. And okay, I, and, but and, you still have to change something. Yeah, I had to become honest with myself. I, had, I literally had to admit to myself, okay, I've not been a good provider. And the thing is, in my heart, I, w- I knew that was true, but I would ignore it and buy my own lie because that was easier than changing. Um... And I realized, okay, I have to expand my horizons. I have to be willing to drastically, like, drastically do something different. I have to be moldable, malleable, changeable. Instead of being like, well, I can only make it in this sphere. 
right? In, in this way, I have to I have to be my own business person or whatever else, right? You have to say, no, I'm, I have to be willing to do whatever it takes. I guess I'm willing to go work and be a, a food server at a nursing home like I did for a time, right? I guess I'm willing to mm-hmm. work three jobs and things like that. Because as Ulysses, Ulysses S. Grant once put, he said, I'm, I'm solving the problem of poverty. Because he, he struggled to make ends meet with for his family, but he was never ashamed to work jobs, even ones that were, you know, bottom rung jobs. But he was known as a war hero for the Mexican-American War. Mm-hmm. And so people would find him and be like, Ulysses, is that you? Like, what are you doing? I'm solving, I'm solving the problem of poverty. Like he he was still willing to work even though he was constantly depressed. Wait, right? And he was. I, I, I want to know more about your. Sorry, I didn't mean. No, no, no. Like I get I get off on tangents. <laughs> Wait, so you said no matter what I do, it'll still fail. Um, and then you change it to. Uh, I'll just give up there the extra time I have with my kids to work more. What what, what I change. what I had to do is I had to change my mindset and say, okay, you know, I'm at I'm at lowest of lows. I am completely humiliated right now. Mm-hmm. I have no pride to to guard and, and protect with my lies, because your lies often are guarding your pride. Because then you're going, you're not that bad. There, there, and you're and you're patting yourself on the back, being, consoling yourself, being like, no, there's nothing more you can do, right? It's like the enabling parents. Who their kids never change and are you know and and cause problems because the parents never say, actually you dumb messed up a a Ron and you know straighten out. They say you know you're okay. I had to say, I finally had to admit this is not okay. I've got to be willing to change. I've got to be willing to work harder, but also change what I'm doing for work in order to make it right. I can't I can't I can't say I have to only work in this way cuz I'm my own man and I think I can make uh, it that. It's like, like an I I have proved for years now I have I can't make it successful in that way. Oh, uh, that's right. right. I remember it's that. like so give up on that. Huh. And do something different. Also work harder. You're so impoverished right now. Yeah, you better you better work extra jobs even if it means you don't get to see your family as much. You're not going to do that permanently. Uh-huh. But you better hop, you know, like there's a fire under my under my feet because it's like I I gotta do something now, and I better be a good example to my kids because I want them to because that's when I realized I'm like I'm lying to myself. If I saw my kids doing this, I would I would tell them, son, work your your work yourself out of this. Like so, like like huh. you you just freaking work. So you kind of just stepped outside and pretended you were your own son, like. You viewed yourself. I, I fi- well, I finally realized that I was not um, that I was being the sort of man I would never want my sons to be, mm. and I and I and I recommitted myself to okay, all these years I've been lying to myself. I also knew I was like, man, I'm not being the father I want my kids to to follow. Mm. Though I'm desperately trying to be so by being there for them, but I'm am I really the example I want them to be when it comes to providing? No. And if, if I'm not a good provider, it doesn't matter if I'm like, if I'm a good dad and I play with the kids. It's like, yeah. but daddy never worked very hard, right? <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, we couldn't afford food. It's like, I don't, like, then you fail on a major front. I don't care how good you were at wrestling with the kids and having fun, right? I realized I had to stop giving myself more credit mm-hmm. for these things, saying, oh, it compensates for this. 
out of saying, okay. no, this is a major failure. Nothing else is going to compensate for that except for solving this failure. So your kids, having your kids there helped you turn around. Well, when I hit rock bottom, I had to become honest with myself. I had a realization, oh man, if I really put my crap in gear and, and do this right, then I'm going to be the example for my kids I want them to be. Because I realized, my gosh, if I saw my kids in this situation, like they had their own families and they weren't working enough, and I could see it, mm-hmm. I'd tell them. And I'd be like, what the crap are you doing? Oh, yeah. It sounds like, no. Just so you know, what you're doing is not working. Mm. So work. <laughs> right? And and so once I realized I wanted to be that example, because I didn't want my kids to ever do what I did. Because there was a lot of shame for me uh, in my life the whole time I bought the lie, but especially once I confronted the lie and was honest with myself, I was like, I don't want to live like this anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't want my kids to ever do what I did. In fact, I hope they never really know about this, except for me anecdotally telling them how I, you know, pulled you know, straight myself cool. out. So, like, hypothetically, if you were single and you were in this situation, what would have gotten you out of that situation? Because you wouldn't have kids. Well, well, what got me out of the situation was not kids. That was just an extra motivating factor, right? Okay. So, so what was the actual... What got me, what got me out yeah. of that situation was being honest with myself and saying, nothing, like, like I, had to stop, I had to stop taking credit, for my, like, give myself credit, being like, you know what? I don't have to worry about this failure here, right here, because I'm still doing good in these areas. It's like, no, if I continue to do that, I will always be a failure in this area and always be like, but I'm good in these areas, bruh. It's like, you know what? I need to solve this this particular problem, mm-hmm. and I need and I need to hyper focus on it. Like like I literally, I've said this before. Extreme extreme situations call for extreme solutions. If you are poor and struggling in this way, then you then you need to take the extreme situation of working harder and more than you've ever done. And it's not and 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 you like you're doing that because you know you're not going to do that forever. You know that you're just trying to build new habits within yourself, right? Because you don't want to return to where you've, where you've been. I had to be honest with myself and say, no, I'm a bloody failure in this way, and I need to stop being a failure in this way. What's the, what's the easiest way? Like, like I, I'm not sure where I'm going, but what's the easiest way I can at least start alleviating the problem here? Work, 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 work. And so because I, as I was working, that gave me motivation to say, well, I hate this job. How do I work a better job? What jobs do I like better? And how can I move to that, right? And I wouldn't just quit one until I had another one lined up. You hated, right? you hated the job you were in already? Oh, I hate it. The hate, career path that you were down? Or is that, or? Like, like, I was working three jobs. Oh, you're talking about... After you got so much, yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about. Well, the thing is, I was I was on a career path and I was doing it myself, and I did. I was and I messed up, and I was willing to. I was willing to abandon it. And mm-hmm. I know people who have been through these sort of situations where they did abandon the career path they were on and ch- and went to a different one because they, they 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 just try to find work, and by trying to find work and working hard, mm-hmm. they began to realize what they really were good at and what they liked, and they found a new a new path, right? Mine just so happened to be the same field. It was just in a different way. Hmm. I was like, okay, I can't work with clients in that way or these sort and market in this sort of way. I need to do this. I, but I was willing to be like, 
I, I will be a customer service representative. Or I will be a, uh, a window repairman. Just what do I need to be? Mm-hmm. And and it, but thing is, it's you know I, I I had I was really just trying to continue to be honest with myself. I'm never gonna change my situation unless I continue to prove that I can work hard. Because what because what I had was a lazy problem. What I had was was a a habit of not working smart or hard enough because I felt like I had done enough. And now it's taken years, but now I'm at a point where I now know how to work hard, 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 and smart, and I don't have to work multiple jobs. But I know that I am so committed to to being a you know being a, a work fitness guru that I'm not going to quit working. Did you uh, <clears throat> tell? Did you was that like your dream career that you were trying that was failing at the time? Was that being being self employed was kind of it. My my dream one those is 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 what I'm doing right now, which is it's still not to fruition, right? Oh, okay. So is giving it up wasn't like oh no, I'm giving up my entire no, but life I, but I was dream. but I was willing to give up the entire career path I had known and had spent the years doing. Comfort zone, yeah. Right, it's like I'm willing to give up anything because apparently I suck at this. Yeah. So where am I willing to go? Huh. Right. Yeah. And thing is. I didn't. I didn't say. Well, I will not choose a job until I find what that is. That's not what I said. I didn't tell myself that because then I continued to buy the lie. What's well, okay if I continue to fail in this area because I gotta find the right one first before I before I can resolve it. No, I I took three jobs and I'm just like I'm just gonna bloody work, and I'll find what I like better along the way. Cool. Because what I, I'm not trying to solve the problem of work I like. I'm trying to solve the problem of poverty. Yeah. Right? Those are two separate things. And you can get... Because one, one is a need and one is a preference. I can get the preference. I can work my way to preference. Mm-hmm. But I can... I can... Uh, uh, steal, rob myself of necessity by lying to myself. Oh, okay. Huh. Cool story, bro. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, thanks for answering my questions and sharing all that. That was interesting. It, I mean, honesty requires facing the hard facts and truth and and then being willing to do something about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Because if you're not willing to do something about it, you literally have to start lying to yourself. That way you take the blow not as hard you know, next time, right? Because you're, you're really trying to console yourself. Self-preservation. Right? Like, 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 like not being willing to change what you did is a form of dishonesty. That's actually why repentance is one of the greatest forms of honesty that exist. Because you now have to be, all right, Lord, I, I messed up in this way, and I need your forgiveness. And true repentance is changing, right? Not just confessing. It's changing, not repeating. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you're saying, I, I acknowledge this is wrong, this is bad. And I w- and I and because you're wanting to change, you remain honest with yourself. And even if you mess up along the way, and you're still working on changing that, you're not consoling yourself and being like, "Well, I said my repentance prayer one time. I should be good to go." Hmm. Well, I, I screwed up this this client's budget and wasted all their money and got the no results. Uh, 
And then I'm just gonna do the exact same thing as before, but I feel really bad about it. But what happened? It's like, no, I, I need to figure out what I did wrong. Hmm. Sorry, I'm rambling here. Anyways, Roberto. What? 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 What do you want to add before we close? Uh, well, uh add, huh? One plus one is two. Oh, that's, I regret that's that. <laughs> that is white supremacy right there. Oh, no. Math. I don't want to go down Math this. is whiteness. Oh, How God. dare you? How dare you? Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening to The Alex Spicer Show. Rob, thanks for joining me. It's been fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, was not planning to tell my life story right there. <laughs> yeah. But be honest with yourself. Uh, honesty is what we need in our society. And hold people to that same standard. Hold their feet to the fire. He's like, you better be straightforward and honest with me. Because if not, then I'm, you know, then I'm not, I'm not pulling the best out of you. Right? You, you got to demand the best from people. Mm-hmm. And the, one of the best ways to do that is by demanding honesty. Truth. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, leave a review, five-star review. Help us uh, get more people because the more pe- more of you who leave a five-star review, the more people the algorithm allows us to reach. That actually makes a big difference there. Anyway. Or, or if you want to add something to the program, yeah, send an email. And maybe you could even interview them if that's... Well, I've done that before, yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I, I people reach out to me on TikTok. I've interviewed them. Oh, that's oh, that's right, TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. That's where a lot of your dickety dockety. My TikTok uh, handle is uh, Alex Podcast. Shorthand and the longhand. <laughs> TikTok. You're welcome. <laughs> Anyways, my TikTok handle is a minute hand and an hour hand. <laughs> and a midnight. I'm talking about TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you're welcome. (laughs) Live free until next time.